This is Season 2 of the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Balls Deep Fantasy Football Podcast. I am AZ, and unfortunately, it is another solo show this week. Uh, Chris is out there saving lives, getting yelled at by crackheads, and just doing a good job for the community. So good on you, Chris, but unfortunately, because of that, um, it's going to be a solo show off the top as well. I've had a busy week at work myself. So my head hasn't been fully into fantasy, especially because my game means very little for any sort of standings, for me at least. So we'll get through this one here today. Hopefully it's entertaining and uh, informative for the Ballsy Fantasy Football League. But I want to start off with the waivers as we usually do. And guess what? It was Benny Snell. He was the big one that people wanted this week, kind of. Generally in like the world of history, that seemed to be the case. Fraser gets him for 25 points of fab. And the next closest bid was four. So that definitely hurts Fraser a lot. Uh, Ben definitely pulled some trickery in the chat, bringing up Benny Snell's name, trying to push up the cost of him. And it definitely bamboozled Fraser. Um, He was afraid that Nolan might take Benny Snell because he has James Conner and James Conner is going to be out. And Nolan had a pretty good amount of fab, but Nolan had no interest, I guess. Um, Probably why he's sitting near the bottom right now. I'm sitting down there too, so I'm going to shut my mouth. But we got Fraser with 25 points of pad for Benny Snell. Good ad, I think. Like, it could get him some points. Nothing amazing. So we'll see what happens with that one. But he definitely overbid. And let's see if that's going to cost him later on in the playoffs here. Or Dilly playoffs for him, most likely. Next, we had Harrison Butker going to 9 points of fab to Steve. Uh, Steve had to drop him last week because he was on bye and he had so many other players on bye. He didn't know what to do. He ended up dropping Butker. He is the Kansas City kicker. He gets a lot of points and clearly Steve was like, all right, I'm going to have to drop him, but I'm willing to put the fab down to get him back. So we know Steve's mentality. You get a fab, you get a fab. Well, waiver wire got some big fab on a kicker, Um, but I don't hate the strategy because Harrison Butker is going to consistently get you good points. So if you had the extra fab to burn, which I guess Steve did, toss it out there. Nine seems pretty aggressive. I would love to know who else bid on him. Um, I did not. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. But Steve got his kicker back. Next, we have Jack Doyle going to Alex for seven points of fab. Eric Ebron now on IR, done for the season. Um, so we'll see what goes on there. Jacoby Brissett has been a solid quarterback start. Not anything amazing. It's kind of a, if he gets a touchdown, fantastic type of a situation. But with Ebron gone, it definitely increases Doyle's stock. So we'll see what happens. Um, and then we go into Baker Mayfield, which is Stu Diarrhea turned the John Brown for two points of fab. He's already off his roster, so I'm not even going to really talk about that too much. Next one is Mecole Hardman to Chris for two points of fab. Uh, he has Tyreek Hill, who at the time um, was questionable, looking like he might not go. Sounds like he will go now, um, but Chris has had him there as a little bit of an insurance if Tyreek wasn't there. Hardman's a good little play instead. Then next, we have the Kansas City Chiefs defense going to Brandon for one point of fab. 
And I'm going to take a quick look. See, I know his defenses haven't really been helping him that much. And he's got Oakland this week. So that's interesting. Oakland is not a fantastic team. But I think they're pretty good. Like, defensively, no. But you're playing the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Their offense has been running fairly well. I know they lost Renfro, but... Oakland has put up points before with Kansas City's weak defense. I don't know how good of a pickup that really is, um, but it's only one point of fab. Uh, next, we have the Colts defense going to Ben for one point of fab. Now, that's a defense that's been a little bit more solid than Kansas City. Um, their matchup is Tennessee, who have been kind of rolling since Tannehill took over. So neither of these options are fantastic, but really, there's not much out there at all. Uh, ben was mentioning that there was like 11 defenses on the waiver wire. That's it. We're all hoarding those defenses. Just different spot starts for when we want them in the playoffs. That's that's the foresight. Ben was complaining about what's going on. We only have 11 defenses there. Well, guys have been holding and waiting and planning for the playoffs. It's planning ahead does pay off. And so that's why you're in the situation where you have two defenses that are not great having to be picked up and most likely started this week. Um, then the next one was AJ Green going to Danny for zero points. He's already dropped him, so it doesn't matter anymore. Um, Cole Beasley was going to Brandon for zero points. I think that's a nice little pickup there. The the connection with him and Allen have really has been working lately. He had a big week last week. Um, I know he had a touchdown. I think over 100 yards. Let's see what he had here. I'm just gonna double check to make sure. Yeah, he had 110 yards and a touchdown. So big week from him. And the week previous, he also had 76 yards and a touchdown. Beasley's been pretty solid so far. So I think that's a great pickup for zero fab for sure. Um, nice job there. Uh, then we also have Seattle Seahawks defense going for zero fab to Andrew. Um, they've kind of been all over the map this year with their points, but they are playing Minnesota. Um, Andrew has been a very vocal Kirk Cousins hater. So I'm not surprised that he's going to take Seattle's defense versus Minnesota. Thielen is supposed to be returning, could bump up that offense even more. So we'll see what happens. But as we've seen, those defensive options were not fantastic this week. And then the last one, or actually second last one is Chase Edmonds. Man, that whole running back backfield in Arizona is just strange. Danny gets him for zero. I'm not quite sure. I'm just staying away from that mess that's going on there. Kenny and Drake, uh, David Johnson, Chase Edmonds returning. Who who knows what's going to go on in that backfield? So I'm I'm okay with just chilling on the sideline with that one. Uh, Russell Gage, the wide receiver for Atlanta, with Sanu gone, he's really been pumping up. Um, they did play on Thursday nights. I should mention this is a Saturday episode for anybody that is unaware. It is November 30th, um, 2019. This guy, Gage, on week 13 had 11.2 points. So it's a nice little pickup. Not even sure if he was started, but I'll see that when we get into the matchups later. But those are our waivers for this week. And nothing crazy, nothing too amazing, but there you go. There it is. Um... I want to mix it up a little bit here. I wish so badly that Chris was here so we could talk more about the rankings, um, especially the week just before we're going to find out who makes the playoffs, who makes the Dilly Bowl, what's going to be happening. I guess not the Dilly Bowl, but the Dilly playoffs. Um, but on the top here, we have Diary Turn to John Brown. That's Stu jumping up to first place, um, and he's 8-4. and four. He's got zero budget of fab. He's locked in his spot in the playoffs. Next is Danny, also at 8-4. and four. A little bit of a skid here, two losses in a row, but he's still sitting fine. He has one point of fab left, and he's uh, locked himself into a playoff spot. But in third place, we got the co-host here, Chris. My nick is getting chubby. He's also sitting at 8-4. and four. Things are looking good for him. It is still possible for him to miss the playoffs, but it would be 
quite difficult for him. Um, and he's sitting there at seven points of fab. So good for you, Chris. You've been killing it five wins in a row. Just an absolute tear to finish off the season here. So awesome work for you, Chris. Next, we have Lamari and the committee crew going up two spots from last week, seven and five. And he's got 26 points of fab. That is honestly such a huge move by Ben, just manipulating the league, making Fraser spend 25 points of fab. Now, Ben has the highest amount of fab left. The next closest person is Nolan at 25 points. So at any point, if there's a big player that comes out there, Ben can just lay his nuts on the table and say, okay, here's 26 fab. He's mine, guaranteed. There are quite often times where there's an injury that happens, a running back comes and he's the guy and it can save some of these playoffs or win some of these playoffs. So Ben has manipulated the league quite well here with the fab and he is now sitting with the most in case something happens. Good for you, Ben. Nice job. We have Kirk, sorry, the Ku Kirk's clan. Lovely. Thank you very much for that name change, Alex. Um, <laughs> we have him in fifth place for 16 fab. Uh, and he's at seven and five. He's definitely battling this week for sure to try and get in there. He is facing off against Fraser, who's battling for a bye in the Dilly Bowl. So that is a huge matchup. We'll have to see what happens with that matchup later. But he's trying to hunt his way into that playoff and stay in that playoff. And Fraser's trying to get that bye for the Dilly. So we'll see what happens there. We have Andrew in sixth place with panicking a kittle bit. He is also seven and five. He has 10 points of fab. Alex had 16. Um, I did say that, I guess. Then the next, we still have Andrew here. He's battling. He's facing me. Um, for me, this game means absolutely nothing for Andrew. If he loses, it's quite likely he falls out of the playoffs after losing two in a row already. So we'll see what happens there with him. Um, and then in seventh, we have the hunt is over. Brandon, seven and five. He's also hunting for that playoff spot. He is out of it right now. But with a win, he could definitely bump up in there and take a playoff spot which I think some of the playoff people would be happy about. But anytime you're facing that team with Mahomes, explosion games and happen, and that is terrifying. Um, I'm trying to see here. He's facing off against Nolan, who has absolutely nothing to play for. So that's going to be uh, interesting to see if Brandon can pull off that win and get in there. Uh, we have It's Over, We're Screwed, which is Taylor. He's sitting in eighth place at five and seven. No chance of making the playoffs. But he's trying to hold on to that Dilly by playoff spot. And he is battling with Fraser Freeman, who shower with socks. Um, he has zero points of fab. Taylor had zero points of fab as well. Brandon had four points, just going back there. Um, but Fraser's five and seven. Steve is also five and seven. These guys are battling to see who's going to get those playoff buys. We don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be a tough one. And then I'm sitting there deep down with 11th. Monday Night Football's little bitch team, three and nine, one point of fab. Steve's got one point of fab, not looking good. And then we got uh, Nolan and pull the fucking trigger, two and 10, 25 points of fab, and he's in there at the bottom. So that is our little bit of a recap for the rankings there. Big matchups coming up, which I'll go into more detail when we actually get to those matchups. But we will now move into our trades. So the first trade I want to talk about today is Taylor and Andrew's trade. Taylor gives away Devontae Parker to Andrew for Jonathan Williams. So Taylor was looking for some running back help, put it out there in the messaging. This was our 
trade deadline at the end of the week 12 there um, or before the week 12 started and we had those trades slide in there I think it's a good trade for both guys uh, I think Devontae Parker's gonna have a really good end to his season and Taylor wanted that extra support from that running, running back position it's possible Jonathan Williams continues to take over that job and just is the lead back which we've seen is very valuable for the Colts so far this season um, so I think it's a nice trade there. Um, good job by both those general managers to get that trade done uh, just before the end here. Um, and then the big one I find to be a little bit bigger would be Ben and Stu's trade. So Ben trades away Austin Eckler and he receives David Montgomery from Stu. Um, Ben has Melvin Gordon. He had Austin Eckler. He was doubling up on starting them all the time. Clearly, he is not down with that anymore. He wanted to get rid of that situation, which is very understandable. Um, and he has now received David Montgomery, who has performed very poorly this year. Um, just not lived up to expectations. It's very unfortunate. He has so much opportunity there, and it seemed like he was a pretty good running back, good talent, um, really shifty. He would be able to break a lot of tackles. Um, but he's not quite fighting the end zone as much as we would like him to. Is that the Bears' offense? Is that partially on him? Um, regardless of the situation, he hasn't been performing up to his expectations. I think this is a pretty decent trade-off here. Um, ben getting rid of that double-up, and Stu just getting rid of David Montgomery, who did start on Fraser's team and got traded away um, a couple weeks ago. So he's going everywhere. Stu has no real allegiance to David Montgomery, and uh, we'll see what happens with that in the future. I don't even know how much these guys would be started. If they would be, it would be more of a flex position for both these guys, I would think. Um, but very interesting trade to finish it off here. And that was the trades that we had for this week. Um, really now I want to be getting into our recap from last week because it was a doozy. And guess what? Chris, once again, is just absolutely smashing me in these weekly picks. I got two correct and Chris had five correct. So he is sitting now at 47 complete wins so far in the weekly picks, last year's record at this point was 39. So he's having himself a career season on these picks. I'm unfortunately sitting here at 36. So not looking fantastic for me. I think I may have tied what Chris had or I got a little bit more from last year. And 39 was where I was at. So not a fantastic job so far for me, unfortunately. Um, it looks like I'm going to be taking that whipped cream and beer to the face. Uh, we'll be posting that video to the group later on, um, probably over the holidays coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, but the first matchup I want to start off with, um, it is my own matchup because that's the one that starts off on NFL.com, and I want to start it like this. Maybe you should pull the fucking trigger up. I lost by two yards. That's it. That's all you need to know. Oh, no. It's also on Monday night again. I <laughs> Things were uh, not looking fantastic regardless. Um, I did need a big game for Marquise Brown to happen. And oh, guess what? Right away, early in the game. He gets a touchdown. And then pretty early in the game, in the first half, he gets another touchdown. He's at 16.2 points. All he needs to get, actually, I think he was at 15.7. That's what he was. 15.7. All right, I just need like 10 yards to get a tie, 11 yards to get the win. Easy. We just need to get like one good catch, maybe two small ones, and we're good. Well, he didn't get a catch again until the fourth quarter. It was only a couple yards. 
I think it was like five yards, got up to 16.2. Need those two more yards, and they did not happen. Um, so Monday Night Football is just absolutely cornholing me. That's five losses in a row. Definitely a pull the trigger for me. Um, not a fantastic job. Ryan Tannehill did great for me, 36.36 points. Um, nice little spot start there instead of Dak, who I'm definitely glad I did that because he had 6.88 points versus New England. Um, and then the rest of my roster, I did have Brown going again, going for 16.2. I had the Bills defense going for 22. And then the rest was mediocre at best, um, sitting around the 5 to 9-ish point range. So not great. On his side, though, he had Aaron Rodgers. He played on the Sunday night. And he really is the reason why I was able to stay in this. He only had 11.46 points. If he had a big week, I, I would have had no chance. Um, Aaron also pooped the bed against me the first time I faced Taylor, and that led to my victory. Not quite enough this time, unfortunately. Those two blasted yards. Um, he did have James White going for negative 0.1 points, which is tough. But he had Derrick Henry, 27.5 points, an explosion game. Just once again against Jacksonville, goes for a huge run. Just, I love it. Just this guy, he breaks all those huge plays. He doesn't look like he's going fast, but he is a quick guy once he starts going, blasting through people. Derrick Henry is a monster out there. Julio, only 6.8 points for him, not great. But he had Juice Landry against Miami, revenge game. He gets 26.8 points. It absolutely explodes for him. Michael Thomas, 16.1 points for him. And then um, he also had the Steelers defense going against Cincy with 17 points. So good on Taylor. He had 121.66 points. I had 121.46 points. Um, I believe that is the third and second highest scoring teams on the week. So fuck me. Um, that's wonderful. Actually, sorry, it's third and fourth. So not as bad. Still regardless. Tough matchup. That's the way the season's going. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Now, the next matchup that we have is the hunt is over 63.48 points. Wow. Losing big time to Lamari and the committee crew, Ben, 134.96 points. Uh, ben is just dominating here. He's allowing himself to stick into this. He's had three wins in a row now um, after having a, a little bit of a skid. So he's sticking in there. He's in fourth place. He had Lamar Jackson going for 46.26 points. Mark Ingram going for 23.8. That combo has been absolutely outrageous this year. He also had DeAndre Hopkins going for 21.4 points. Zach Ertz going for 15.1. Why did trade Steve, why did Steve trade him away? That was so, so dumb. Um, I think it's Ertz is actually out this week, so uh, whatever. We'll see. But regardless, I can't believe he traded Ertz away. Guy's amazing. Um, on Brandon's side, he had a good old Driscoll in there. Um, unfortunately, only getting 14.58 points, so not paying off for him. Um, he did have Mahomes on by, so he's in a little bit of a tough spot. And Ben did have the blocker of, um, uh, oh, geez, Baker Mayfield, um, so he couldn't play him. But Todd Gurley only getting him 1.9 points. He did have Odell getting a touchdown, 14.4 points. Kareem Hunt going for 10.6. Minus one point from the Jaguars defense, so that is definitely rough. Um, but yeah, Brandon got absolutely crushed this week by Ben. Um, next game that we have here is my Nick is getting chubby, 105.00 points against you people, 55.82 points. Um, wow, that is just not the game that you're looking for at all, Steve. Um, might be He's in the playoffs. He keeps sliding, sliding, sliding. Um, that's a, definitely a tough one for him. He has three losses in a row. He had Jameis Winston going for 30.32 points. Yeah. His quarterback had 30.32 points, and then he finished off with 55.82. 
Um, I do remember now I buried Steve in the chat, just exposing this score line here because then going down his list, this is what it is. 3.2, 2 6, 4.6, 1.8, 1.8, 0.5, 3, 3, 5. Woo, that is rough. Um, I'm not going to lie. I desperately need Steve to be in the Dilly playoff spot. It gives me a chance. I think I can beat Steve's team. I'm putting it out there. I think my roster is better, but it is fantasy. Anything can happen. Maybe he'll explode. Maybe he's built his team for the playoffs. Who knows? But guess what? Really shameful performance here. Chris gets an easy win. He had Allen, Josh Allen for Buffalo going for 23 points. Nick Chubb going for 22 points. James Washington going for 15.8. Then he had Coleman for 10.9. Lutz for 10. Unfortunately, he had the Packers defense in there, and they got him negative one points. Doesn't matter. Didn't hurt him. Good for you, Chris. You're getting those wins. Three in a row for you. Sorry, five in a row for you. Three losses in a row for Steve. That has got to be tough. Next one we go is the Ku Kirks clan again. Thank you very much, Alex. That's lovely. I'm glad that I need to talk about that. Uh, but you go in with Ku. Um, he had 10 points for you, paid off for you this week. Um, we'll see what we talk about next time, though. You had Brissett in there, only 13.16. But McCaffrey doing McCaffrey things, 25.3 points. Excellent job. You had Allen Robinson having a big week, 131 receiving yards and receiving touchdown for 19.1 points. Will Fuller getting you 14 points. Calvin Ridley getting you 16 points. So you had a very solid week, 113. Very tough for Danny on the other side. I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew. 107.94 points. If I didn't say, Alex had 113.56 and just falling short. He had Drew Brees going for 28, Leonard Fournette going for 27, Kamara getting 10. If you got a little bit more from Kamara, maybe a touchdown in there, that would be huge. Could have got that win, but he did have T.Y. Hilton getting injured, 18 receiving yards only. Tough one. He also had Sutton only going for 27 receiving yards, but he had Debo Samuel for 11 and then Prater for 10. Other than that, Goddard let him down um, for the Philadelphia tight end with only 1.2 points. Um, Tough one, Danny, but we'll move on to the next matchup here, which is pull the fucking trigger. Nolan, who faced off against Freeman, who showered with socks. Nolan had 84.08 points. Fraser had 118.94 points. And he had, uh, on Nolan's side, he went with Big Dick Nick, 14.88. Not exactly a great week for you. Ronald Jones getting 12.7, decent week. Devontae Adams, 12.3. Tyler Boyd, 14.1. And then the rest really wasn't, too impressive um but then on fraser's side he had matt ryan only getting 7.64 points not great Le'Veon bell only 10.8 but he did have dj Moore that blasted dj Moore. i wish i had him um 126 receiving guys two receiving touchdowns 25.4 points great performance he also had aj brown going for 19.5 points he had jared cook going for 15.9 and he had the jets defense against oakland going for 24 points Nice job, Fraser. Big week, 118.94 points. Definitely something to be proud of. Way to be there, bud. You have a chance to get that by. I hope that you do not get it, though. <laughs> uh, next, we have Diarrhea Turn the John Brown, which is Stu. He had 134.82 points. Just crushing Andrew, panicking a little bit, 90.3 points. And Stu, he had Watson for 22. He had Elliott for 12. Singletary for 11. Chris Godwin, 30.4 points. And then he had the Ravens defense versus the Rams going for 19 points. On Andrew's side, he had Russell Wilson, which he recently acquired, only 11.5 points. That's got to be tough against Philadelphia. Definitely expecting more from that. 
He had Jamal Williams going for 18.1, which is definitely a solid week. He had Robbie Anderson going for 14.6. He had George Kittle sneaking him in the lineup there into the flex, and he gets him 129 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown, 18.9 points. Um, but he did have Hollister, the Seattle um, tight end, in his tight end spot for only 2.2. So that's definitely got to be tough. Um, Brady on his bench had 13.3. So he actually would have had more than Russell, but definitely playing Russell was a smarter decision um, at the time. That is all of our matchups for this week. And you know what that is going to do? That is going to lead us right into our picks of this week. So it is Saturday. It was American Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to all the American friends and family. Um, But there was a lot of games that happened. There was three games that happened on that Thursday. Luckily for these picks, and Andrew, Chris and I talked to each other beforehand. We were aware of the scheduling and how it might not work out. Um, I tried to potentially plan one for before the Thursdays. Things were very busy, did not happen. Um, So you're still getting an episode, but we did do our picks before those games happened. So we have the updated scores so we can see how those picks are doing. Um, But all of these picks that you're about to hear were picked before those Thursday games. Um, So the first matchup is Monday Night Football's Little Bitch Team, which is me versus Panicking and Kittlebit, which is Andrew. Um, I have Dak Prescott, Saquon Barkley, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, Dee Dee Westbrook, Michael Gallup, Darren Waller, Damian Williams, Brett Maher, and the Texans defense versus New England. And Panicking and Kittlebit, Andrew, he has Russell Wilson, Dalvin Cook, Josh Jacobs, Devontae Parker, Cooper Cup, Curtis Samuel, George Kittle, nobody in his flex right now, Matt Gay, and the Cowboys defense for four. Um, the picks that were made for this one, I picked myself and Chris picked Andrew. Now we did have some players play. I had Dak Prescott going for 26.74 or seven points. Um, he didn't have a great week, like on the field, really fantasy wise though. He got it done for me. 26.7 points. That's definitely something that you can live with. And it's something that's pretty decent points. I did have Gallup going for 63 receiving yards. Not exactly what you're looking for, but nothing that's going to absolutely kill me. Speaking of killing me, Brett Maher misses two kicks. Looked awful out there. One of them was tipped. Then they just completely gave up on the kicking. So he gets me one point. So that's really tough. Um, I just picked him up. I had talked shit about uh, Nolan dropping him, but now it looks like I'm probably going to drop him because he's shit. But whatever. Um, I'm sitting at 34 points exactly. And then on the other side, Andrew had the Dallas Cowboys defense playing Buffalo. And they only got him four points. So that gives me a little bit of a shot here. Hoping that the Texans defense against a very hurt. And um, they had a giant, giant list of injury report that Chris had shared with us. And so that's definitely going to help Texans defense. I'm hoping that pays off for me. Um, And... Really, on his side, he's got Josh Jacobs versus Kansas City. I think that's going to be a massive matchup for him. He's got Devante Parker versus Philadelphia, which he just acquired. Smart by him. Probably going to get a lot of points there. He's got Cooper Cup versus Arizona. Probably going to get a lot of points there. Probably going to get Curtis Samuel going with against Washington. So he's got some amazing matchups, and I don't have a, that good of matchups. Miles Sanders versus Miami could be good. Damian Williams with uh, – sorry, I have Daryl Williams with Damian Williams out. Daryl Williams versus Oakland could be good. And then also Darren Waller versus Kansas City could be good. So we'll see how those ones go. But uh, Chris has Andrew and I have myself. We'll definitely see what's going on there. Um, The next one that we have is pull the fucking trigger. Nolan versus the hunt is over. 
Um, Nolan has Kyler Murray, Ronald Jones, Darius Geis, Devontae Adams, Brandon Cooks, Tyler Boyd, Travis Kelsey, Josh Gordon, Adam Adam Siebert, something A. Siebert, Bears defense. Um, Nolan had the Bears defense already play, and they only got him seven points. I think that's been a big disappointment for Nolan and one of the reasons he's near the bottom. He drafted them very early, maybe even the eighth round, and they haven't been the dominating force that we expected. First week, it seemed like it was going to work out, but uh, so far, the rest of the season, they have not really crushed for him. So they started off with 14 points and 7, 23, 23, 4. Then they had a bye, 5, 9, 4, 10, 10, 9, 7. That's not the numbers that you're looking for if you're going to draft a defense in the 8th round. Um, the Patriots obviously have been the story this year, and they've done way better, and they got picked up by Danny super late. So that's tough for him. On the other side, the hunt is over Brandon. We have Patrick Mahomes, Todd Gurley, Joe Mixon, Odell Beckham Jr., Terry McLaurin, DK Metcalf, Hunter Henry, Austin Eckler, Zane Gonzalez in the Chiefs defense versus Oakland. Um, he does have Gurley versus Arizona, which could be a good matchup. He has Mahomes versus Oakland, which is definitely going to be a good matchup for him. Uh, Joe Mixon's been really been showing up lately. Um, he's facing the Jets. Um, I think he can definitely score some points there. Um, and... He's lately had he had 13.7 points in week eight. Then he had a bye, 15.1, 16.3, and then he had 7.9 last week. But things are going a little bit better for him. So let's see if that continues for Brandon. Um, other than that, not much more I want to talk about with that one. Um, Chris is taking Nolan to win, and it's also his lock of the week. He has taken Nolan. He has the confidence in him. Pull the fucking trigger. Pull it when it's facing Brandon. Full confidence by Chris here, but I actually am going with the Warlock. Um, I think he is going to pull out this win against Nolan, and he might even sneak his way into the playoffs, which is not what, something that I want, but I think it might happen. It might occur, especially with him having nobody played so far, and then Nolan with the Bears defense with only seven. So, um, Brandon for me. Nolan for Chris. Next matchup is I'm all jacked up on Mountain Drew. That is Danny. twenty, And he, he's at 21.66 points right now. Um, his lineup is Drew Brees, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Christian Kirk, Carlos Sutton, Debo Samuel, um, Dallas Goddard, Chris Carson, Michael Badgley, and then the Patriots defense versus Houston. He did have Brees only get him 13.26 points and Camaro only get him 8.4 points. So not a fantastic start for him. That's going to be a little bit tough. He's got to be nervous, but luck. Luckily for him, he is locked into a playoff spot, um, and he is playing Stu, who is also locked into a playoff spot with Jared Goff, Ezekiel Elliott, Devin Singletary, Julian Edelman, John Brown, Chris Godwin, Mark Andrews, DJ Chark, Justin Tucker, and the Ravens' defense versus San Francisco. He had a couple players play. He had an Elliott playing. He had 13.7 points. Singletary, he had 16.1 points. John Brown, 9.72 points. It was the... Big old toss to Singletary, so that's quite the impressive play there. He had the double-up points, receiving touchdown for Singletary from the throw from John Brown. So not something that you normally see. The big stack there. Um, Stu's definitely got to be happy about that. Um, and he's sitting at 39.52 points with all those players playing. He's projected to get 113. Danny's only projected to get 93.42 I did pick Danny to win this week. I am feeling way less confident now after those Thursday night games. Um, and I'm looking over at 
Chris's. And unfortunately, he has chosen Stu. So that pick is looking really good for him. Um, good on you there, Stu. It looks like you're going to get another win. Probably finish in first place. So congratulations. Great job there. Um, the next matchup that we have is Freeman, who shower with socks. That is Fraser. He is starting off with Sam Darnold versus Cincinnati, Le'Veon Bell, ben, Benny Snell, Sammy Watkins, Stephon Diggs, DJ Moore, Jared Cook, uh, Jamal Williams, Adam Vinatieri, and the Jets defense versus Cincinnati. And then we have the Ku Kirks clan, which is Alex, Kirk Cousins, Christian McCaffrey, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Calvin Ridley, uh, Kyle Rudolph, Philip Lindsay, uh, Young Ho Ku, and then we have the Chargers diff, uh, defense versus Denver. Fraser has had a couple people start. So has Alex. And guess what? He had Jared Cook going for 8.5 points. Tight end landscape, that's actually not bad. You'll definitely take that. So a decent start for Fraser. But a pretty good start as well for Alex, who had Allen Robinson going for 14.6. Calvin Riley going for 9.1. And then he had the young Ho going for 6 points. He did have a missed extra point and a missed kick. So he was lucky enough to get two other kicks involved in there. So he didn't absolutely crush him. But that was a kicker that um, Alex had paid up for. So I know he was expecting much more from that. Um, for the actual matchups that were chosen... Chris had taken Alex, and I had also taken Alex in this situation. Um, it is looking like he might win. The projections are at 111, and Fraser's are at 98.26. So we will definitely see what happens on that one. We'll go on to the next matchup here, which is Lamari and the committee crew versus my Nick is getting chubby. This is a big matchup here. We'll see what will happen with the seedings. Um, ben, again, could get knocked out if he doesn't take the W home here, and Chris is sitting nice and tight. So this is a big matchup. For Ben, he has Lamar Jackson, Mark Ingram, David Montgomery, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, Kenny Galladay, Zach Ertz, uh, Melvin Gordons, Greg Zerline, and the Panthers' defense. We also have on Chris's side Carson Wentz versus Miami, Tevin Coleman, Nick Chubb, Robert Woods, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, Tyler Higby, Sony Michelle, Will Lutz, and then the Packers' defense. They have had some players play, and Ben has had three. He had David Montgomery, who he just acquired, get 14.7 points. He's definitely got to be happy with that. Amari Cooper, 85 receiving yards. He did go down with an injury, uh, knee injury near the end of that game. Helmet to the knee. Didn't look fantastic. Hopefully it's just a bruise and he can keep going out there. But he had a massive week from Kenny Galladay, getting him 21.8 points. Great job by Galladay going with the block. The block, the blow, I don't even know how to say his name. Third stringer comes in there on Thanksgiving and starts throwing bombs. Um, good job by Galladay to get that touchdown there. And then for Chris, he had Will Lutz going for 14 points. Definitely got to be happy with that. Um, so Chris, he actually chose himself, which is good for him. And I chose Ben. Uh, this is definitely a big matchup. Ben's at 125.88 projection and Chris is at 115. So it's still definitely anybody's game. Big matchup, I think, is Tyreek Hill if he does go, which he's supposed to go. Against Oakland, he could have some bombs for sure. Arizona's defense is terrible against um, tight ends, and so with Higby going, it looks like Gerald Everett might not play the other tight end for the Rams, so that could be a big one. So nice little pickup by Chris on that one. Um, and then he also has Robert Woods versus Arizona. So he's really hoping that L.A. can turn their offense around and make things happen. Arizona's defense has been terrible, but so has the Rams' defense. So we'll see how that pans out for him. Um, the next matchup that we have is you people versus it's over. We are screwed. Um, Steve, 
you are sitting with Jameis Winston, Kenyon Drake, Kalen Balaj, Marvin Jones, Jameson Crowder, Tyrell Williams, Jason Witten, Alshon Jeffrey, Harrison Butker, and then the Eagles defense versus Miami. And then on the other side, we have Taylor going with Aaron Rodgers, Jamal Williams, Derek Henry, Jarvis Landry, Ty Lockett, Michael Thomas, Ra, uh, is it Rob Griffin, the tight end? Yeah, Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin from the Jets, that guy that's been showing up lately. Naheem Hines, uh, Myers, and then the Steelers defense. This is a really tight one. This is a matchup where you don't know what's going to be going down. Um, really, it's to see who's going to be getting that buy inside the Dilly playoffs. It completely avoids a Dilly for you. So this is definitely my matchup of the week. It's a huge one. It's my lock of the week for Taylor just based on confidence. But the projections right now have Steve at 98.94 and Taylor at 98.01. Steve did have uh, Marvin Jones go for 10 points, and he had Jason Wynn going for 12.2 points. So good job on both of those ones. Those are pretty solid weeks, especially a good one for Witten there. Um, and then unfortunately for Taylor, he had Michael Thomas versus Atlanta going only for 4.8 points. So that's a tough one. You're definitely expecting much more from that, and that could really hurt him in the long run. So we'll see what happens there. We also had Chris taking Taylor, so we got the double Taylor pick here. Uh, but after those Thursday night games, things have definitely changed a little bit. Um, so that's it. That's what we got, boys. That's an episode for you. Ballsy Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, I have been AZ. Unfortunately, no Christopher with us today. Um, we should have it for next week. We really do hope so. We'll have all those um, information for who's in the playoffs, who's in the Dilly playoffs, who's got those buys. So next week, the gang should be back together. Thanks for sticking with me here, guys. I love you. Fuck you, Brendan.